Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet. I'm Catherine Rolfe and this week we are joined by an author of an article which focuses on oral human papillomavirus infection in men. Let's hear from her introducing herself. Hi, my name is Amy Kramer. I'm an investigator at the U.S. National Cancer Institute, which is part of the NIH. Dr. Kramer, thank you for joining us today. Can you start by telling us what was known about the natural history of oral HPV in men before your study? We knew that human papillomavirus, or HPV, played an important causal role in some oropharyngeal squamous cell carcinomas and that the incidence of these cancers were increasing, particularly among young men. Yet compared to cervical cancer, very little was known about the natural history of oral HPV infection, such as the rate of acquisition and clearance. Prior to this study, two other investigators had evaluated the incidence of oral HPV and determined that between 10 and 12% of individuals acquired an oral HPV infection over the course of a year. What were the specific aims of your study? The specific aims of our study were to determine the rates of incidence and clearance of oral HPV infection, as well as to determine the risk factors associated with this infection. Can you briefly outline the HIM cohort and the methodology used in your study? The HIM cohort was established by Dr. Anna Giuliano of the Moffitt Cancer Center to determine the natural history of genital HPV infection in men. But as we continue to appreciate the importance of oral HPV infection in relation to oropharyngeal cancer, we incorporated an oral specimen collection to evaluate oral HPV DNA status. So we collected oral specimens from men in the study every six months over approximately four years. And in the present analysis, we studied a subset of the cohort who provided at least two oral rinse samples, which corresponds to about six months worth of data. What were the main findings of your study and were there any factors associated with an increased risk of infection with HPV? Our analysis showed that newly acquired oral oncogenic HPV infections in healthy men were rare. Importantly, less than 1% of men acquired an oral HPV-16 infection over the course of a year, and this is the HPV type that is most commonly implicated in oropharyngeal tumors that are caused by HPV infection. There was no trend by age in the acquisition of oral HPV, and this actually differs from the pattern that we observe in cervical HPV acquisition, where typically younger women have more cervical HPV. HPV infection than older women. We also went on to evaluate risk factors that increased a man's chances for acquiring a new oral HPV infection, and we found that both cigarette smoking as well as being unmarried were significantly associated with acquisition of oral HPV. Specifically, the risk of acquiring an oncogenic oral HPV infection was nearly three times higher in current smokers than in those who had never smoked. And this finding is actually consistent with previous studies of oral HPV prevalence. And we actually believe that tobacco exposure may affect the local immune response in the oral cavity, which could in turn increase the likelihood of acquiring an oral HPV infection and perhaps also enable the infection to persist over time. Men who were married or living as married had a significant reduction in the risk of acquiring oral HPV infection. We believe this finding extends beyond sexual behavior, and we hypothesize that men in these types of relationships were less likely to engage in risky sexual behaviors or partnerships or networks, and so marital status was more predictive of infection status than actual number of lifetime sexual partners, which is often reported in the literature as a risk factor for oral HPV prevalence. Similarly, in our study, men who reported having sex with both men and women were at increased risk of acquiring oral HPV infection. Again, we believe this reflects a man's sexual risk taking 
risk-taking profile. Finally, we demonstrated that once an oral HPV infection was acquired, the duration of the infection was short-lived, with more than half of the infections clearing within six to seven months. And finally, what further research needs to be done in this area? Is there anything being done at the moment in terms of prevention? At present, the research community is optimistic that the prophylactic HPV vaccines, which have been highly efficacious for anogenital HPV infections and related lesions, will also protect against HPV infection in the oral region. The current vaccine programs appropriately target adolescents prior to sexual debut, as that is when the bolus of cervical HPV acquisition occurs. From our work in the HIM study, we understand that the pattern of oral HPV acquisition differs from that of the cervix and remains constant across the lifespan. As a consequence, protection from HPV vaccines will need to be long-lived. So we will continue to evaluate oral HPV natural history in our cohort so that we can inform prevention efforts related to HPV-associated oropharyngeal cancer. Dr. Amy Kramer, thank you for speaking with The Lancet. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure.